0: His covenant still stands. I love Hebrews 13.8. It says, God the same yesterday, today, and forever. God does not change. Amen. If it's in the word, it's still relevant for t- even today. Even the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, all scripture was inspired. By God, let's put that up real quick. 2 Timothy, because it's, it's, isn't it interesting that there are some, I know some people, it, that are Christians, that they don't, there are certain things in the Bible, and they say, well, we don't believe in that. I'm like, how could you not believe in that when, look at this scripture, it says, somebody say, all scripture. That, that means everything in the book from Genesis to Revelation is relevant even today. I know some people, because they say we're new covenant believers, they don't even read the Old Testament. So the, in other words, they don't believe Psalm 46, it's still uh, relevant. If you read Psalm 46 and 10, it says, be still and know that I am God. Anybody need to ha- be- have to be still because the enemy is come in like a flood. You're like, I better be still before I lose my mind. So my point is this, that scripture is still relevant today. But look at this real quick. It says all scripture is, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for, for, for correction. See, there's some, word in that, some stuff in that word that'll even correct you. Even today, the, 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 the word it talks about, in the word of, the Bible talks about, I believe it's in Psalm 27 and five. It says an open rebuke is better than secret love. So sometimes a, a good rebuke is good. Correction is still good because correction brings perfection. But, but go, go back to that Second Timothy real quick. Go back to It says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction. So the scripture is there for instruction And it says, in in righteousness. So, again, all Scripture was inspired by God. When you look up the word inspired in the the Greek, it means that it was God-breathed. So, if it's in here, it was meant for God, ultimately meant for it to be there. Amen? So, let me drop this on you quick. I don't want to throw a curveball at nobody. But even though all Scripture was inspired by God, not everything was inspired by God. I'm going to say that one more time. All Scripture... Was inspired by God, but not every thing was inspired by God. In other words, God didn't inspire some of these folks to be stupid. He didn't inspire for uh uh uh, uh Samson to hook up with Delilah. He didn't he didn't he didn't inspire Saul to be disobedient, to operate in the spirit of rebellion. You, you feeling me? So all Scripture was inspired by God, but not every. but the blessing is that you can read the Bible and learn what to do and learn what not to do. But let's get back in this. Genesis 17 and 1. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said to him, Almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. In other words he was saying be faultless. Nobody should be able to say anything about you. Then it says and I will make my covenant. My covenant, my covenant my covenant means my agreement, my arrangement, my understanding, also the word, when he was saying my covenant, he was like, I'm going to make a pledge and a promise with you, amen, and we're going to talk a lot about covenant tonight, amen, because another word for the word covenant means to make a binding agreement with someone, so in other words, what God was doing with Abram was making a a binding agreement, and what I love about this is that God can't break covenant, when he said in Jeremiah 3 and 14 that I am married to the backslider, in other words, he's saying I, I've got a binding agreement with you that even if you lose your mind, I can't. Because anybody just ever just been fed up with your children? But you knew I can't give up on them, though. No. I'm in covenant with them. They came from me. Come on, somebody. They can be, have you. You ready to cuss them out. Oh, uh, y'all ain't going to be... Y'all ain't going to be for real tonight. I thought I told you to be home at 1. Why are you getting home at 4.38 a.m.? Oh, y'all ain't. And one of them told me, well, I'm 22. I'm almost 23 now. Well, maybe it's time for you to transition. Because it's hard to parent a 23-year-old. Can I get a witness up in here? You become a consultant then. I'm... Oh, y'all ain't ready. <laughs> I'm even learning. I got to parent my 20s, because I got three in their 20s, and I got two that are 8, 17, and 18. So I got to parent them a little different. It's, it's a trip. <laughs> so this is like, maybe it's going to get you some, some apartment, a condo. <laughs> Let me get my word. <laughs> We're still in covenant, though. We're still good, though. <laughs> Let's get into this, though. Because here it is, Abram, God makes a covenant with Abram. Now go, 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 to, and we'll come back to Genesis, but go, 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 to, go to Psalm 89 uh, real quick, verse 34. Look at this, Psalm 89. Uh-huh. Look at this real quick. It says, my covenant I will not break. Isn't that a blessing that you can even have hiccups and human moments, but God still won't break covenant? Look at that. Because how many of us have had a human moment? Well, if, I, I'm a, if, you had a, if you've had a human moment since you've been saved, raise your hand. All right, praise the Lord. Okay. I can preach this thing now. We ain't got to rebuke nobody because I'm thinking, okay, because Romans 3.23 says all have sinned. Somebody say all. all. Romans 23 says all have sinned, have come short of the glory of God. Amen. In other words, we all have missed the mark. We all have had human moments, hiccups, but there it is right there. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Somebody say, but God. Oh, I'm so glad that he's a covenant-keeping God because if God wanted to break covenant, he couldn't. It says, my covenant I will not break, nor alter the words that have gone out of my lips He's saying, I can't even go back on what I have said. In other words, if I said it, that establishes it. What a blessing that God loves us so much, amen, that he knows that ultimately he knew we would get to a place in our life spiritually where we would begin to entertain his ways and begin to entertain his thoughts. And then he begins to expose and show his covenant to us. And we'll even get more into that, some of the benefits of the covenant. But but but, but look at this my covenant I will not break, nor alter the words that have gone out of my lips. Look what this next verse says. Then it says, his seed shall endure forever. Aren't you blessed that you're his seed in the earth? Even David said, I've been young and now I'm old. He says, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his what? Seed begging bread. Amen. We're his seed in the earth. Amen. So his seed shall endure forever. And his throne as the sun before me. I'm going to stop right there for just a minute. But what a blessing that he does not break covenant. Matter of fact, look at this real quick. Go to Numbers. I love this. Numbers 30, uh, 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 Numbers 23 and 19. So we just explained that he does not break covenant. Look at this though. Look at this. It says uh, 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 God is not a man that he should not lie. How many know he can't lie? Then it says, nor a son of man that he should repent, which means he doesn't change his mind. He doesn't have a change of heart. He doesn't have a changed mind when it comes to dealing with us. Then it says, uh, has he said, and he says, and he will not do. Then it says, or has spoken and will he not make it good? How many you know God will make it good? He will make it good in your life. Amen? If he spoke it, he says, listen, I'm going to make it good. I'm going to hold up to the end of my bargain. I just need you to hold up to the end of yours. Look at this next verse. Then it says, behold, I have received a a commandment to, to bless. And then it says, he has blessed and I cannot reverse it. God, first of all, tells us I can't break covenant. Then he tells us that he can't even reverse what he wants to really do in you, through you, and for you. I don't know about you, but I get excited to know that when I was stuck on stupid and parked on dumb, if God wanted to reverse things on me, that he couldn't because he knows the end from the beginning. He knew me and you before we even entered our mother's womb that he already marked us for greatness, glory to God, and he will command blessing to be on your life. Somebody need to give God a Praise that he doesn't break covenant, that he keeps covenant. Oh my god! Oh, his covenant still stands today. Look at that. I, look at that one more, Look at that scripture one more time. Look at this. Behold, I receive a commandment to bless. He has blessed and, and, and cannot reverse it, he can't even reverse it, children of God. That's why you just keep entertaining his ways, entertaining his thoughts. Psalm 37 and 4 says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he said, I'll give you the desires of your heart. God cannot reverse that. Else he'll be coming against his word. He already said, I'm a man that I won't what? Lie. Nor the son of man will I repent. In other words, I'm not going to change my mind how I feel about those people over there at Kingdom. He will said, I can't even reverse it. You know, it's interesting, speaking of reverse, um, (laughs) me and my wife, we were at Ruth's Chris. Anybody ever been to Ruth's Chris? Jesus of Nazareth. (laughs) And, And I'm so glad somebody else picked the bill up for me that day. Hallelujah. Praise him. Me and my wife were in Virginia preaching. She did Friday night and I did Sunday morning. This was just a couple of weeks ago. Well, it was interesting you know, after we got done eating, you know, um, the escalator, when you walk out, it was coming up. And the stairs, the, where you had to, like, put some work in, the stairs are right there for you to walk down. And I'm cool. Okay, cool. You know, I came up on the escalator, you know, and was able to hold on to the thing, you know, gave me a little help, aided me, assisted me, like the Holy Spirit does. Come on, somebody. But, you know, leaving, you knew you had to hit them stairs, the escalator was coming up so you ain't trying to fight all that can I get a witness when we was little kids we did that You remember I, we, we had to try it once you know but the man walked outside he said wait a minute my wife is my witness he said you guys don't really want to walk down there he said I have the tool here I'm going to stop the escalator and reverse it so you guys can go down on the escalator in other words, there are some things that's getting ready to be reversed. You better hear what I'm saying on today. Some of you been between a rock and a hard place. And somebody that did you wrong, I'm here to tell you that God will reverse that mess and make that mess a miracle in your life. I said, my God, I looked at my wife, I said, I just got a message out of this. Because right when we walk outside, look at favor walking behind us change the whole escalator situation and I'm here to tell you that God can change your whole situation if you receive that somebody give God a praise in this place look at your neighbor and say he can't break covenant he can't break he can't break covenant he can't break covenant I couldn't believe it I I don't know about y'all but I didn't know they had a tool to do that to reverse the thing. I said, me and my wife, I said, I'm so glad you're with me so I can go preach this thing and have a witness. Anybody seen God reverse some things in your life? And you knew, you like, man, it's a wrap. But then here he come, just being Jehovah Jireh in your situation. Mm -hmm, I can't wait till July. The whole month of July on Sundays, I'm preaching a series called Who Is He? And I'm preaching on all the names of God. That's going to probably take about eight, ten weeks to get through all that. But that's where we're going in July. But go go to another covenant scripture. Go to Psalm 89 and 3. Look at this real quick. Psalm 89 and 3. I have made a covenant with my chosen. Anybody in this building know you've been chosen. Chosen means you've been summoned, you've been selected, you've been hand-selected, and it also means you've been preferred. So he says I've made a covenant with my chosen, those that I've hand-selected that I've preferred, amen, that I've summoned. Then it says, I have sworn to my servant David, next verse, uh, uh, your, your, your seed I will establish forever and build up your throne to all generations. So in other words, all this favor that Abraham had, all this favor that, that David has, it has to spill over to us. Has to. Go, 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 to, go, to, go, go, to, I believe it's Galatians uh, 3 and 14. Look at this real quick. And, and, and we're going to move on to some other stuff. Look at this real quick. Galatians, uh, it says that, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now now put up verse 29. So, so, so the blessings of Abraham might come upon us. And then look at verse 29, Galatians 3 and, and, and 29. Look at this, Galatians 3. It says, and and if you are in Christ, then you're Abraham's seed. You're his seed. Then it says, and and, and it airs according to the promise. And the Bible says that the promises of God are what? Yes and what? Amen. There's over 2,000 plus promises in God's word. That's why it's so important that we meditate on God's word day and night. See, when you begin to meditate in God's word day and night, then you really begin to look at God's word and be like, you know what, there's some things I'm entitled to. That's why all of us in this building have some type of level of entitlement. Don't sit up here and act like you don't. I'm beyond that. I'm not. There's some things I know I'm entitled to. Come on, for 10, 11 years, I've been trying to pursue God. I've been trying to entertain his ways and entertain his thoughts so I can own a facility. Now, I pull up to a facility that we own as a church. Amen? So so my point that, that there's a level of entitlement we should have. You want to look at another covenant promise? Put up Psalm eighty-four and eleven real quick. Psalm eighty-four and eleven. I wasn't even going to go here, you know, because some of y'all are like entitled me. We shouldn't be like that, Pat. No, it says for the Lord is good, for, for 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 the Lord God is a son and a shield, and the Lord will give grace and, and glory. No good thing, no good thing, no good thing, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. When you're following the teachings of Jesus and his example, there's no good thing. That he will withhold. He already told us, I can't break covenant. He already told us, if if it left my lips, I can't even go back and reverse it. It's already done. So don't ever feel like, I'm just going to be a humble servant and I'm not going to ask God for nothing. Put up Matthew 7 and 7. Watch this. I just don't ask God for stuff, look at, look at this, ask. Is that in the Bible? Ask. And it will be what? Given to you. He's telling us ask. He's saying you're entitled to ask. You're my offspring, you're my heir, you're my seed. Matter of fact, you're the righteousness in the earth, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he knew not sin, but became sin for us, that we might be the righteousness of God. Uh, Romans 8 and 14 says, them that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. There they are, they follow me good tonight. Even, look at that, look at that. And for as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Even you, he being here tonight, you was led by the Spirit. Your flesh didn't lead you here. Your flesh said, stay home, watch Cleveland, Cavaliers, and, and Golden State. Some of y'all was wrestling. I don't know. What I'm gonna do, I'm kind of on the fence right now. I was too. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was gonna let somebody else preach tonight. <laughs> I just ain't been here in a while. I'm like I got to show up tonight. <laughs> But, but look at that go, go, go back to uh, Matthew 7 7 though look at this Matthew 7, 7 it says ask and it will be given to you seek and you will what find knock and it will be what open to you ask seek and knock look at the first word and ask look at the first word and seek Look at the first word and knock. It goes all the way back to ask. I don't know about this entitlement. Since we in Matthew seven, we might as well sneak over and look at look at verse eleven. Look at verse eleven. This is covenant stuff. If you then being even know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who in heaven or who who give you good things to those who Ask him. Don't be walking around, I'm just a humble servant and I don't need nothing from God. Philippians 4.19 says, "Uh, uh, my God shall what? Supply all my what? My need according to his what? Riches in glory. I dare you to look up the word need in the Greek. It means wants. Really, it's supposed to be read, uh, uh, my God shall supply all my wants. When you look it up in the Greek. There it is right there. My God, shall. Shall means without doubt, supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's part of the covenant. Part of the covenant is that God wants us to be blessed. Amen? Go go, go to Psalm 25 real quick and 13. Psalm 25 and, and 13. It says, he himself shall dwell in prosperity and his descendants shall inherit the earth. Ain't said nothing about inheriting heaven. You already know you're gonna inherit heaven. That's just the icing on the cake. Can I get a witness up in here? You don't have to be up here scratching your head wondering if you're going to heaven. Romans 10, 9 already told you you're going to heaven. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Thou shall be what? Say, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that, what, none should perish. If you believe, it says you will have everlasting life. Amen? But it says he himself shall dwell in prosperity and his descendants shall inherit, what, the earth. Next verse. Then it says, look at this now, look at this. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. So the secret, secret is out. <laughs> he said, listen, just fear me. Reverence me. Respect who I am. Then it says, and he will what? Show them his what? He wants to show you his covenant. But it's to those that what? Fear him, reverence him, respect him. Even you being here tonight is a sign that you reverence him. You really didn't have to be here. I mean, come on, man. Let's let's go divert back to the, you could have been watching the game tonight. And we got a pretty nice crowd tonight, considering it. Y'all could have been watching LeBron and what's my man named? Steph Curry. Are they winning? Oh, well. Yeah. All I can say to that is not how you start. It's how you finish. Because I'm, I'm going for Golden State. For those of you that don't know, I was actually born in Oakland, California. So, going from Golden State. <laughs> My kids, they like that. You don't even follow basketball all of a sudden. I'm like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into this a little bit more. Uh, 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 We just looked at this uh, uh, Psalm 25. Uh, uh, Did we look at verse 15 too? go, Go to 15. Yeah, we did. It says, oh, my eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net." In other words, he's saying, my covenant, if, my, if you reverence me and fear me, I will pluck your feet out of a net. In other words, I will pluck you out of predicaments. Anybody been in some situations? Anybody going to be honest tonight? Anybody been between a rock and a hard place? and you knew he showed up, not only did he show up, but he showed out in your situation and even vindicated you, even avenged you, and even let your enemies, come on somebody, even see how he vindicated you and avenged you. Plucked you out of the net. Let's not talk about he plucked us out of that net called sin. All of us had a net. Can I get a witness up in here? Loved us so much that he came and got us. Come on somebody. I was telling my my teenage boys, they're 18 and 17, I said, because they would say, Dad, did you go to clubs when you were younger, teenage? I said, yeah, and I remember I said, one time, I was drinking with the fellas, having a good time, and God spoke to me and said, you don't fit in. They said, so what did you do, Dad? Did you leave? I said, no, I kept drinking more. (laughs) Because I'm like, that surely can't be him with me at the club. But then he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Come on, somebody. When you've been marked, you've been marked. Come on, somebody. He will follow you everywhere you go. He will torment you. I was just telling them that the other day. I thank God for those times that he visited me when I was in my mess. My point in bringing that up, I was in my neck. Come on, comfortable. Oh, don't try to act like you. I just didn't like sin. Come on, stop lying. I ain't ain't never met a person that I just didn't like it. No, the Bible says that sin is good for a season. That's in the book of Hebrews. But you do get to a place where you know what, I'm better than this. This is getting old. I'm showing up to the club. It's the same old people. Same old, same old. I need to get delivered. (laughs) So let's talk about this. His covenant still stands. My first point is this. His covenant still stands for those that fear him. Now, he's not going to break covenant, but it's something he said. He said, the secret is to those that fear him. Then he says, I'm going to show you my covenant because what can happen is, is, that, you know, he'll only expose you to a certain amount of it if you're not doing certain things on your part. You know, it's interesting how, you know, you can be in the kingdom and then miss what God wants to do in you and through you and for you. Mm-hmm. You know, because I believe that at the end of the day, he wants to, I believe that God doesn't show preferential treatment. But then again, sometimes I believe he does. You know, I was reading the Bible the other day, and I was tripping because he said, Esau I hate and Jacob I love. I was like, whoa. So maybe he does show preferential treatment. Because really, in actuality, we should be running around and saying the God of Abraham, Isaac, and, and Esau. But we saying Jacob. Because Jacob tricked his brother out of his birthright through a bowl of soup. See how you can miss your destiny? All behind us. You should read that. Just missed it. Don't you miss what God has for you. Amen? Because God loves you, but I believe that when we are in alignment with him, he will begin to load us down with his what? Benefits. Go to Psalm 103, verse 1 real quick. Look at this. Psalm 103 uh, 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 verse 1. It says, uh, 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 Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Uh, bless his holy name. Uh, 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 verse 2. Look at this. Bless his holy name. Uh-huh. Then it says, bless, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. If we work for a job and they tell you, hey, listen, if you make it through the 90-day probation, your benefits kick in. Sometimes it's actually even quicker than that. But you know there are a certain level of integrity that you have to walk in that you have to make up in your mind when I come alongside of this company I want to be an asset and not a liability. Then all of a sudden your benefits kick in. So in the kingdom of God when you begin to entertain God's ways and entertain God's thoughts and you make church a priority because Psalm 92 and 13 says those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall what? Flourish in the courts of our Lord. Amen. He'll begin to bless you because you're planted, because you're evolving, you're growing. And Romans 10, 17 says what? Faith coming by what? Hearing and hearing by the what? What? word of God. So the more you're under the word the more that your faith begins to be multiplied and increased. God has to bless you. He'll begin to show you his covenant. Oh there's so many other places I want to go. But go, go, go look at this real quick. Go, go, go to uh, 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 I like this one. Because another thing is part of your covenant right is that, now you know what saying Psalm 103. Go back there. Go, Go to verse 3. Psalm 103 verse 3. Look at this, Psalm uh, 103. Uh, who forgives all our iniquities and he heals our diseases. He heals our diseases. Anybody in this building believe he's still a healer? He is still a healer. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people right now that are in church that believe in God, but they don't believe he's still a healer. I'm like, you got this thing all twisted. Because this is the thing, part when you're connected to God, part of that covenant is not only will he bless you financially, but then he will bless your body. Your body should be blessed. We should not be all broke down. Amen. Even yesterday at intercession, some lady had called and they said that, you know, she wanted us to go to her house. And one of our ladies here at the church said, the best thing for you to do is come to intercession at 830 in the morning on Tuesday. And she came here. I had the mothers lay hands on her. I laid hands on her. She was stressed out in this place and she got her breakthrough because God still heals. He still sets the captive free. Amen? The Bible says in Matthew 9, 29 according to your faith. Be it unto you. You got to turn your faith loose. Amen? And then you better get connected to somebody that you know that can turn their faith loose with yours. That's why that man that was paralyzed got healed, cause his friends they all believed. They got on top of a freaking roof, and Jesus was so messed up and astonished and speechless. He told them, "Y'all faith did that. It was called collective faith." But look at that. Does it? He touched the high, saying, "According to your faith, let it be to you." But go, go, go back to my text and It says, "Who forgives all our iniquity? Who heals? He heals our diseases." Next verse. Then it says, uh, uh, who redeems, uh, 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 no, 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 go back to where we were. We were good. We were good. Then it says, he redeems your life from destruction. Anybody know you've been redeemed from destruction? Just destructive behaviors. Somebody say, but God. Mm -hmm. He redeemed us from destructive behaviors. He crowns you with his loving kindness and his tender mercies. Next verse. Anybody know about the mercies that are new every morning? Mercy meaning he gives us what we don't deserve. He satisfies your mouth. Didn't I just mention Ruth Chris? He satisfies. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but I love it. I was at Ruth Chris last two weeks ago with my wife, but yesterday I was in that drive-thru getting me some of them monster tacos at Jack in the Box. pray, 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 pray. <laughs> <laughs> ain't they the bomb no <laughs> let me get back to my text how did I get there oh he satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is not renewed like or that, that your root is renewed like an eagle next verse and I'm going to start right the Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed he'll even take that spirit of oppression up off of you Take that spirit of depression off of you. That's why it's important for us to be here during time of worship. Because when you got worship and the word, you put yourself in a win-win situation. Amen? Look at uh, Exodus 23 and 25. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Look at this. This is part of his covenant right here. So you shall serve the Lord your God. Look at your neighbor and say, keep serving them. And he, God, will bless your bread and your water. I just don't know about all that entitlement and prosperity stuff. Well, he said, listen, if you serve me, I'm going to bless your bread and I'm going to bless your water. In other words, you won't experience a drought. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. Shall so serve the Lord your God. He will bless your bread and your water. And I appreciate that. But more than my bread and water, I like the rest of this scripture. I will take sickness. How many of you know he'll take it? Anybody been sick before and he took it? Well, I went and got some Dayquil, Pastor. I went and got some Well, He still took it. Because he put that in man's mind to be able to create that. He said, I'll give men witty inventions. Which means creative ideas. So really, all that was in God. He just gave it to us and downloaded it in our spirit, said, now go create it. So look at that. He says, I'm going to bless your bread and your water, and I'm going to take sickness away from the midst of you. My point is this. That's part of the covenant. That's part of the binding agreement that God has made with us that if we serve him, that he will bless our bread and our water. And that he will take sickness from the midst of you. You don't have to be up here bound with the spirit of sickness and the spirit of heaviness and the spirit of infirmity. Amen? Matter of fact, how many of y'all was at 930 service uh, when Clint Brown was preaching? And me and my wife were at the airport watching a little bit of it. And that same lady come back, "Ah, going through. Just a victim. Sometimes you got to learn how to lay hands on yourself. Sometimes you got to learn how to speak God's word back to him. Lord, you said right here in Exodus 23 and 25 that you would bless my bread, that you would bless my water, and that you would take sickness from the midst of me and slap yourself upside the head. Shoot. Because I'll tell a person about themselves. self, this is your 18th time coming to me about the same thing. I'm, I'm going to ask you, do you really want to be made free? I'm kinda I'm kind of I don't I don't know if you really want to be free because you're acting more like a victim than a vic, a victor. That's right. Good. Good. Oh y'all ain't ready for me. See, I can be rough with y'all a little bit on Wednesday. Sunday, I'll scare them at eleven thirty service. I start getting all rough. They still a little fragile, some of some of them. Uh-huh. But then it's a the blessing that he'll bless your bread and your water look at this. Then he said, I'll take sickness from the midst of you. Go to Psalm 91 and 1. I gotta read some of this. I gotta read some of this, because this is part of the covenant. Look at this. Look at this. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Mm-hmm. Next verse. Then it says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. How many know he's your refuge. He's, he's my refuge. He, he's my fortress. My God and him. I will trust. Keep moving. huh. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Uh huh. Then he shall cover you with his feathers. Anybody know he will cover you with his feathers? Amen. And under his wings shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. That's why we got to keep walking in truth. Oh, we know facts. Oh, that's a fact. But, oh, the truth says I'm free. The truth of the matter says that Isaiah 54, 17 says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. The, 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 yeah, that's a fact that the enemies are all around me, but the, but the truth of the matter is Romans eight thirty one says that if God be for me, who can be against me? His wing shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. Next verse, you, uh, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Mm-hmm. That, that means you don't be living your life in fear. Then it says, uh, nor the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste of, at noonday. Uh, a thousand, now y'all know this is my scripture, a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. It's part of our covenant. It's the worst thing you could ever see as a Christian just being fearful. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. I, I know my God, I, I know he shall bless my bread and my water and take sickness from the midst of me. I, I know that he can't break covenant. He can't even reverse it if he wanted to. Because then he'd be coming against his word. Last time I read Isaiah 55 and 11, he said, my word won't return back void. But look at that. It shall not come near you. could put up verse 16 because I could keep reading. Look at 91. I want to say it's, it's, now. go to 91 and 10 real quick if you could. 91 and 10. It says, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague. You better hear what I'm saying on today. No plague come near your dwelling. It's your covenant that right that you shouldn't be bound by plagues. Amen? God need our bodies to be healthy. He needs our bodies to be strong. There's a couple things that God needs from us. He, he needs us to have some money. Y'all want me to go put up Ecclesiastes 10 and Um, No, put up Ecclesiastics 7 and 12. 7 and 12. Look at this. Uh, Wisdom is a defense and money is a defense. Has wisdom gotten y'all out of some trouble? I'm going to use wisdom in this situation. Anybody been there? I'm going to have some insight. I'm going to use some wisdom. Mm, He ain't for me. Wisdom. Men. Nah, she looked good, but her, she been a lot of places. Wisdom says she ain't wife material. She's a concubine. Oh, y'all ain't. My wife is getting ready to write a book called Wives and Concubines because there are still modern-day concubines even today that are not wife material. I tell men, don't marry a concubine. Because it's just a matter of time before she have a wandering eye. A wife is going to be loyal. Come on. Uh, <laughs> All right, so my point bringing that up is wisdom. It's a defense. Wisdom will get you out of a whole lot of trouble. And then it says, money is a defense. Can money get you out of trouble? Come on, how many of y'all electric bills about to go up this summer? I'm going to ask y'all one more time. Well, maybe the rest of y'all on a fixed rate like me, praise the Lord. I'm on this fixed thing. It's the same every month. <laughs> Cause I remember one summer it was like $800. I said, oh, I went down to APS, oh, can I get on that fixed thing? that <laughs> Just make it $400 every month. But uh, money is a defense the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom gives uh, life to those who have it so my point bringing that up is that as believers part of the covenant is that we're to have money you know resources so we can be a blessing to the kingdom and so we can be blessed as well amen part of that covenant is that he doesn't want no plague uh, uh, beating you down because he needs you to be Fully functioning for him in his kingdom. The third thing, part of the covenant, is that he wants you to prosper in your emotions. That's your covenant right, to prosper in your emotions. The word of God, I believe, is in Third John 2. He says, I wish what? Put that up in the King James Version if you could, and we're just about done. I wish, he said, above all things, that you would Prosper and be in good health as your what? Soul. Your soul is a seat of your emotions and your feelings. It would be a travesty for you to have a pocket full of money, but then you're you're just not prospering in your emotions. Why do you think these entertainers are killing themselves, a lot of them? Leaving us premature. It's because they got the money, but they're not prospering in their emotions. Because there's something that money can't f- that money can't fill certain voids. Come on, we need money. Don't get me wrong. Ecclesiastics 1019 says money answereth all things. Not going to get into that. But at the end of the day, he wants you to prosper in your emotions. All the word prosperity means is to be whole and complete. He wants you to be whole and complete in your finances. He wants you to be whole and complete in your health. And he wants you to be whole and complete in your emotions. Look at that. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Somebody say all things. And be in health. Just as your soul prosper. It's already 8.15. I had so many other scriptures I wanted to hit. I'm going to give y'all one more. Go to Joshua 24 and 13. I'm done. See, when you're part of the covenant, this is the kind of stuff that's getting ready to happen. I prophesy this over this church. It says, I've given you a land for which you did not even labor. He's going to give you some stuff you didn't even labor for. How many of you received that on today? I'm talking about some inheritance stuff. Some stuff that's getting ready to be passed down in Jesus' name. So I've given you to land which you did not even labor and cities which you did not even build. You will dwell in them. You will eat of the vineyards and olive groves which you did not even plant. It's part of the covenant. About to hand you some land. God almost, this place almost worth six million. We got it for a little over three. I, don't, I call that a sweatless blessing. That's the kind of stuff I prophesy that will begin to manifest in your life. But listen, you got to stay the course. What God's getting ready to do, you, you cannot grow weary in well-doing. The Bible says in Galatians six nine to not grow weary in well-doing for in due season, do season. Some of y'all are right at the brink. Don't quit. Don't give up. Keep chasing after God. Like I said Sunday, keep chasing after your dream. Yeah, you're gonna expect criticism, but don't accept it. Expect it, but don't accept it. Because at the end of the day, God's getting ready to do something. I, I believe this is the year of expansion. I believe God's getting ready to expand you. Getting ready to increase you. Get ready for this suddenly season that's getting ready to sneak up on you. Come on and give God a hand, praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God.